1: What? Yo, wait!
0: Did he just get banned? Like while I'm recording?
2: Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton, and I'm Nadira Goff, and you're listening to ICYMI, In Case You Missed It, Slate's podcast about internet culture.
1: Oh my god!
2: You're back with us? Can you believe it? Once again. It? Two, oh, I can't. Two,
1: two shows in
2: a row. Who It's thought? a holiday
1: miracle. <laughs> oh my god, it is a holiday miracle. And tis the season.
2: Yes, and as the season continues to give, some good news from my end is that um, mm. I finally made a Christmas music playlist that my mom won't immediately turn off. So, you know, there we go. Wow, that is great news.
1: And more good news, I just wanna be sappy for a minute and say thank you to everyone who's been listening to the show enough for ICYMI to end up on your Spotify raps. Um, I cannot believe you've spent
2: so much time with us over the past like year that you you what? <laughs> why? <laughs> It's the best. It's the best. And I really enjoyed watching your Instagram stories where you shared all the people who shared that Icymi was on their Spotify wrapped. I think my favorite part of Spotify wrapped season is everyone coming into your DMs to be either violently supportive of your choices or violently angry with you. And there is never any in-between. There is no in-between. There is no in-between, which is why I don't post my
1: Spotify wrapped. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear... <laughs> What people have to say, like, I know pop punk is going to be at the top and I don't want to hear anything about it. You should walk in your truth. You should walk in your truth. And I am alone, as I should be. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, so far, most people have been happy that Icymi has been at the top of their list, which, like, well and truly warms my heart. Along with a DM that we got, which had nothing to do with Spotify rap, but did have to do with music. Um, we got a DM from Chloe who wrote, "I get that the theme song is supposed to be light-hearted and cute, but also the outro music has a drop that embodies one of the thick Fenty X Savage dancers dropping it like it's never been dropped before, and I appreciate that." Ty, thank you, Chloe. <laughs> the close listening, yes. The incredible. analysis,
2: I know. <laughs> I was here for Fenty Savage dancers, like, like yes, yeah, the
1: specificity of it. <laughs> I was like, I can see it in my mind. I'm, wow. It's truly, it's perfect. It's also a perfect segue into today's episode, which is, drumroll please, a mailbag episode. Unfortunately, Daisy is not on mic to do her incredible blue impression, but pretend she is. I certainly will be. I was stunned. After a short break, Nadir and I will be back to explain what exactly a keb sexual is why everyone on Twitter is mad about chili, and we'll also tell you whether or not to invest in doubloons. I think we're just gonna get the worst question out of the way. Um, so, and by worst, I mean the one I had the least fun researching. So, that question comes from Ruth, who asked, Who is Kevin? I feel like a whole conversation just happened on TikTok about this person named Kevin and the female and male gays. I'm on lesbian TikTok, and now I'm only getting lesbian response videos to the whole thing. So, like, who is Kevin? Ruth, I would really advise you to stay on lesbian TikTok because I'm gonna be honest. This entire thing has turned me into misogynist. I am now anti woman. Jk,
2: kind of. Okay, <laughs> I was like, Wait, where are we going with this?
1: <laughs> I, you know how it's like. I like some women maybe shouldn't have rights. Yes, that's how I feel. <laughs>
2: Okay. Well, maybe we should put this into into context. Where are we going with this, Rachel?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Before we get into this, I have a question for you as resident culture czar. Okay.
2: I'm a little scared, not only because of everything that we just said, but also (laughs) because all you've done so far is compliment me. But... (laughs) Yes,
1: I I always compliment you a but I do use it to lure you into situations that you probably (laughs) wish you weren't in so you're right to be suspicious. But the first question I think is actually one that you will answer very well. How would you define the female gaze?
2: Okay, good. I do love this question. So (laughs) a gaze in media or narratives is just the lens that media creators use to write and design their characters and their universes. So the male gaze is both what men want female characters to be like, you can see a lot of this in video games, for instance, Mm -hmm. and also what men think women want them to be like. And there's many gazes, and oftentimes they lead to really cringy stereotypes, like the white gaze (laughs) that jumps out every time a character of color's skin tone is described in relation (laughs) to food. Just one of my least favorite examples.
1: Hazelnut, m- it's really the chocolate. chocolate it's,
2: it's, it's bad. It's bad. Yum. It's, it's so bad. But the female gaze is the feminist reclaiming of a gaze in narratives that puts the feminine inclined audience first. So it results in you know heartthrobs like Timothy Chalamet, more lesbian media like the movie Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which everyone should watch, and also one of my favorite more recent examples, which is the love interest in the Netflix teen movie Moxie played by Nico Haraga.
1: Phenomenal explanation. Just to tack on, like, for example, Blue is Warmest Color is technically a movie about women, but it is not filmed through the female gaze. Right, correct. So, none of that is important to what we're going to talk about because every (laughs) single person who ever mentions a female gaze on TikTok is disregarding, like, the decades of feminist and film theory that you just expounded on. So, just forget every smart thing that Nadira said. So... Some women on TikTok, and when I say some women, I do want to put some in bold. Some, not all, not me, have decided the female gaze personified is some dude named Kevin. This all begins with the confidence challenge. Are you familiar with acting POVs on TikTok? Acting point of views? (sighs) Yes.
2: (laughs) Uh, Okay, so mostly I hate them. They're so gross. And the only person who can do it with any modicum of respect is this TikToker named Sarah Eshadai. She's like 21. She does a whole bunch of acting videos. She is the only one who can do it and not make me want to feel like I should throw my phone across the room. Other than her, everyone else needs to stop. They need to stop.
1: Yes. Sarah's um, corpse husband videos were
2: what... (sighs) Yes, Introduce and you to corpse husband, and you know I love corpse husband. I know so you when, do love
1: corpse husband. <laughs> when, when
2: those two no. powers combine, oh,
1: truly, unstoppable. it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah, no, Sarah's so the only one who can act directly to the camera. Everyone else, the thing is, I don't like them, but I also can't stop watching them.
2: I, What's yeah, up I don't with have that? that problem. I scroll real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I get so creeped out. Oh,
1: same. They're deeply cringe to me, even though I know a lot of people enjoy them. I'm sorry, I'm a hater. But I cannot get into this thing. So, the Confidence Challenge is an acting POV challenge set to a sped up version of Boyfriend by Justin Bieber. So, basically, for the beginning of this song, The person who's doing the challenge is like acting like shy and insecure. And then at the point where Justin sings, if I was your boyfriend, the person holds eye contact with the camera and are magically confident to kind of show like the difference in how you might be perceived if you go forth with insecure versus confident
2: energy. How does this make you feel? How are you feeling so far? Like I don't want to be alive. Listen, (laughs) I don't think that I ever thought I would say this. But hashtag justice for Justin! Like his song did not need to be implicated. (laughs) This song did not need to be implicated in these crimes against humanity. I'm sorry.
1: That is so true, which really goes to show how off the rails things got. So, a man named Kevin decides to do this challenge. Unfortunately for me, the account Kevin did this for has been banned for reasons I will get to, but fortunately for me, nothing dies on the internet. So here's a video from Ed Nawel or Noel, who has stitched Kevin's video, which no longer exists. The commentary that Noel is providing is extremely indicative of what the conversation looked like when Kevin first started going viral. If I was a boy-
2: so if, if you get it, you get it, right? But the best part of this trend is that a lot of typically and socially attractive men are trying to accomplish the same thing by like either duetting it or just doing the trend on their own. And I'm telling you, till now, I don't think anyone is close at getting it just right like Kevin did. I am nonplussed, distraught, confused, bamboozled, unwilling to break. entertain this for any longer. No, just no.
1: Unfortunately, you do have to entertain this for longer because there is there's, there is more information coming. At the time that Noel posted this video, which was like around November 21st, again, rough estimate because it's now been deleted. Kevin's original video had 2.7 million likes. I can't tell you how many eventually got because, once again, the account no longer exists. I also can't tell you how many views Noel's video got because it's also been deleted. The amount of deleted content maybe lets you know where things are going. Well, I'm I'm still scared. I feel like people took the wrong message from Thursday Kit about critically analyzing desire. Desire is a topic worth critical analysis. But... We do not need to be writing dissertations about finding an extremely mid-looking man attractive. Like what is going on? And for all of you out there who always like to hop into the email, just like Rachel you wouldn't talk about a woman's appearance this way. You don't know me. I would. I'm an equal opportunity hater. You can ask my friends.
2: I would, but also Kevin deserves this at this point. <laughs> can confirm. It's really upsetting to me that in the year of our Lord 2022, we have Greta Gerwig out here making the white female gaze literally her middle name. <clears throat> and we have all of Bell Hooks' work on the oppositional black female gaze. And somehow, somehow, we still end up with whatever this is. Nadir, you know these people don't know who Bell Hooks is.
1: They think <sighs> that the fact that her name is undercase is a mistake Like, you know they don't know who she is.
2: (laughs) I just want to live in a utopia. Why is that so hard? Girls, same. (laughs) Unfortunately,
1: in this dystopia, (laughs) this video goes viral. And instead of people just saying Kevin is attracted to them, which I must reiterate is fine. Get your rocks off however you want. They decide that he is attractive to all women because he understands the quote unquote female gaze. (sighs) I'm so tired. A typical video applauding Kevin reads, this man has successfully seduced half the women on TikTok. Men are losing their minds and can't understand it. It's absolutely fascinating. He is the female gaze. Watch his eyes and imagine his thoughts. It's the imagined thoughts that do it for women. I watch his eyes and I see (laughs) Jeffrey Dahmer. That is what I see in Kevin's eyes. (laughs)
2: it's just so upsetting it's It's so upsetting I I wish I had better words to articulate deeply
1: upsetting there is no other word and the thing is this is wrong for many reasons that Nadira already articulated about what the female gaze is and that we won't get any further into because this is not a feminist theory podcast so it does underlie a lot of our points but for the love of God stop trying to deploy concepts and frameworks that have been built on years of scholarship that you haven't fucking read! (laughs) Anyway, back to Kevin. The hashtag Kev'Sexual becomes a thing. There's a Discord server. Called Kev Sexuals, that I think was started by Kevin himself, which is just a cringe <laughs> move overall. Honestly, at this point, I start to lose faith in humanity. And luckily, I'm not alone, because there's a whole contingent of haters just like me and Nadira who unite to tell the yes. Kev Sexuals that they're simping for a man whose hairline is trying to make a break for it. Here's my favorite one from Atkinlations.
2: That primal scream is so relatable. And as someone who is attracted to mid-looking people all the time... Me and you both, I'm a survivor. I'm not gonna give up. Like, that is us. We won't. <laughs> we won't give up. We are god strongest soldiers, we know. I don't understand why we have to moonlight this as being a universal thing. Like a large point of the female gaze existing is that it kind of proves that there's no one monolith in what women find attractive. And this video literally makes me feel like that meme of Sydney Sweeney in the Euphoria season two where she's trapped and crying in the bathtub. And I don't want to feel like that. I am not her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The
1: video is the pee-soaked rag thrown on her face. Yes, no, I understand what you're saying. There are more verbose critiques of this than Kinlations, but honestly, who needs them? Because that primal scream summed it up. I'm kind of joking because we're gonna give you some more <laughs> critiques. Here's Jarvis Johnson in his video, appropriately titled The Female Gaze Guy Sucks. One of the reasons that he sucks is that apparently Kevin has been um commenting on the physical appearance of some of his not fans. I don't understand why he's so thin skinned that he's assuming that people are, you know, coming at him when they're just commenting on a clearly viral moment. It's like you want this to happen. You are reaping all the benefits. You're doing a thousand videos of you fucking, I fucking the fucking camera. And then you get upset when people like have discourse around it, whether or not they're into it or not. I don't understand. And maybe, maybe he's not getting upset, but making jokes about how this black woman has big lips or how this other
0: black woman, oh, weird coincidence, her nose looks like a shotgun barrel. Like, fuck off actually.
2: So Rachel, how does this end? Because I I really, I desperately need it to end. Girl, you and me both. So
1: Kevin gets milkshake ducked for having extremely easily discoverable videos of more acting challenges. It's not because they're acting challenges. It's because he pantomimes abuse against women multiple Mm. times, including abusing a hypothetical pregnant girlfriend, killing another hypothetical girlfriend for wanting to spend time with him, and some other shit that I don't really want to get into. His account is banned, presumably because people started mass reporting those videos for encouraging violence against women he now has another account that he's trying to get people to follow oh my god and this brings me to my final point perhaps the most important one acting challenges on tiktok should be abolished i think that they're the underlying cause of everything that just happened
2: you know i'm not i'm (laughs) not gonna disagree i'm not gonna disagree (laughs) all right next question The next question comes from Jeff, who very understandably writes, why are people so mad that somebody made chili for their neighbors? Oh, God, this
1: man. I, You know what? This is yet another example of people taking like academic and or radical theoretical frameworks and applying them inappropriately. And I wish people would stop. Like, if you don't understand them, that's fine. I also don't. That is the thing. I am right. not speaking As someone looking down on you. I am speaking as someone who also gets confused when I read marks. But we don't have to do this. We can just sit down and eat our chili.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We really just, we didn't have to do this, any of this. And it becomes quite a lot. So this begins with a Twitter user by the name of ChinchillaZilla. And on November 7th, they tweet... Several guys moved in next door. Students, I guess. And I've gotten two confused DoorDash drivers for them in the last week, and their trash can was completely overflowing with pizza boxes. I don't think they cook. I'm feeling such a strange motherly urge to feed these boys. They're incredibly quiet, which is a real surprise. I don't know if they're renting or what, but I would like them to stick around. Maybe I'll make a big pot of chili this weekend when it gets cooler. My only complaint is they already have Christmas lights up, but nobody's perfect.
1: Actually, you know what? This is the most important question. When do you put your Christmas lights up?
2: Literally the day after Thanksgiving, every year on that Friday you. morning, I turn my Christmas playlist on and I get to work.
1: Okay, same. Yes. I, I hate overhead lighting with a passion. I mm. love diffuse light. So mm-hmm. any opportunity to have that going on, I will take. I will say that I am contradicting myself because I don't have any decorations up right now at this time, even though it's pretty much universally accepted that this is a time to have them
2: up. But I support it. I support any and all Christmas lights. Yeah, I just moved into a new apartment, so I don't even own any Christmas decorations, but this isn't about me and how I failed humanity. This is no. about chili. Not the member of the best girl group of all time TLC, but like oh the, my God. the food. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. The food. Keep going. <laughs> right. So this user decides to make some chili for these boys, as they promised, and posts the picture of the process of cooking it.
1: This reads to me as very sweet. I grew up between the Midwest and the South. And I'm also black, in case some of y'all have missed that. I don't know how. <laughs> AKA, making food for neighbors is just kind of, like, breathing, really, for me at this point. Every year my mom makes cheesecake for the neighbors around Christmas, even the neighbors we don't really talk to. I, she Like, that's just the way it works. That's just the way the world works. <laughs>
2: I want, I want some cheesecake. Listen. <laughs> Listen. As, ask Raquel. Uh, she got you. <laughs> Raquel, come through. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Clearly, as a Taurus, <laughs> someone making food for me is step one. Marrying me is step two. But yes, Listen. this is overwhelmingly a positive, rational, and kind thing. As long as, you know, of course, everyone's level of COVID consciousness and all that is being considered.
1: No, exactly. Like, when my roommate and I threw a party, we gave our neighbors under us some champagne as an apology for the anticipated noise. Like, this is just what I consider being a neighbor. But for some unknown reason, every antisocial freak on Twitter who thinks being an introvert counts as an oppressed identity decided to get together like a fucking transformer and drag the absolute fuck out of this woman. We're going to need to read a sampling of some of these response tweets. Would you like to help me
2: dramatically read them? Okay, be honest. Is this the real reason why you asked me to be here? Of course. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) I know you love drama. (laughs) Uh, I do.
1: First tweet. Seems presumptuous, intrusive, and noisy to have this be your first interaction. Maybe introduce yourself and learn their names before imagining a fake scenario based on DoorDash drivers and looking in their trash. Then the gesture would seem nicer and less judgmental.
2: Imagine just minding your business and some neighbor starts to cook an entire meal for you out of sheer pity. Time to reflect on some life choices. Don't. It's a nice gesture, but it's simply
1: coddling men who have clearly already been coddled too much. I know plenty of man children who were coddled by their moms, and now their girlfriend slash wife continues to do so because they are helpless with similar tasks, cooking, cleaning,
2: etc. Yeah, it seemed like that last person had some other things they really need to figure out. Listen, and I am against
1: coddling men, but my but God.
2: Truly, seems like they were applying other things onto that whole situation. And that is not the end of it. Like, at one point, someone says that it's ableist to cook your neighbor's chili in a thread that is truly too long to read. Chili neighbor such trending. The discourse literally goes on for days. I gotta say, there is
1: something offensive about the chili for me, which is that she puts squash in it. Like, what? Yeah, but like, I don't do I say that. that but I a, support her yeah, choices, though. I mean, yeah, sure, I'm a hater. <laughs> Again, specifically a hater of squash. But, like, do what you want. It's a nice gesture. That's the, that's besides the point. Jeff asked why people got mad. I have a personal theory that is, like, a bunch of different theories wrapped in one. A, people need to go outside and touch grass. I know it's dead right now. Touch it anyway. B. A general decline in community relations due to the pandemic. C, an increasing tendency to use like radical language that is meant to like make you a nicer person in the world but instead using it to be deeply individualistic. And lastly D, Elon Musk. What does apartheid Clyde have to do with this? I don't know but I'm blaming it on him. It's his fault. This happened when he owned Twitter. It's his fault. Fair enough. (laughs) It's now time for a short break. When we get back, we're going to talk about inflation in the doubloon economy, because I don't understand inflation in the real one.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day
1: is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Hi all! If you love our podcast, and please consider subscribing to Slate Plus. When you subscribe to Slate Plus, you get no ads on any Slate podcast, including your favorite one. I see why am You also be supporting the show. In case you missed it, would not be possible without the support of Slate Plus subscribers. You will also get bonus segments or episodes on shows like Slow Burn, Amicus, Mom and Dad Are Fighting, The Waves, and Big Moo Little Mood. You will also get unlimited reading on the Slate website, which means you get access to every single article a Advice column on Slate without ever hitting the paywall. Just visit slatecom plus to sign up. That is plus. And we're back. Our next question comes from Emma, who asks, "Are you on Maestra and Senador talk?" I'm not, Emma. I have no idea what this is. Nadira,
2: this is definitely one trend I 100% missed. Great, great, same. So, I did a little research. I went to the old Google machine. Apologies
1: in advance for my extremely American accent pronouncing this. I'm just, I don't have a mind or a mouth for languages. So, Maestro Ensenador, which translates to master teacher from Portuguese, is this, like, little white puppet with a green hat, and it's created by a TikTok account that is Maestro Ensenador 1. I don't really know how else to describe this puppet, other than it looks like a tiny little wizard with a pointy hat, and it kind of twirls around. Like, I know there are strings attached to it, but you can't see them in most of the videos, so it literally just looks like it's just, like, having the time of his life, like, spinning in the wind. Fun! I mean, same. Love it. Right. Exactly. The account has over half a million followers, and the hashtag Maestro Infinidora has 85.2 million views.
2: Okay, so just to be clear... This is a TikTok devoted to a what we can presume potentially Portuguese puppet.
1: Yes. In fact, I think it might be Brazilian, but mostly yes. It's ah, just okay. an, an account devoted to a puppet. The real trend though is is about the puppet, but not quite. In that for some unknown reason, a lot of people on TikTok have decided that this puppet is them as a child. So if you look <laughs> at Yeah. <laughs> So if you look at the comments on any of these videos, it's just a litany of people saying, I remember doing this as a baby, or me when I was a baby, or this was my favorite song when I was a baby. And there's also videos like this from Ed Finbar Max showing it to his father. Dad, do you remember this?
2: What is it? It's you when you were little. Oh my God, that? I do remember that. Okay, I've... I've got so many questions (laughs) and I know I'm going to be utterly dissatisfied by the answer to every single one of them, but I'm going to ask one big one anyway, which is why? That's a good question. Um, You are going to
1: be dissatisfied by the answer, but you know when there are just like bits that spread across social media platforms and we all kind of just decide to indulge in a collective delusion?
2: Yeah, that's that's fair enough, and I feel like TikTok has become a very surreal, deluded place nowadays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's giving
1: Goncharov in a way, but less less um, less lore, less homoerotic subtext. Uh, that's Are we that's sure? honestly Are we sure no, that? honestly okay. no. That's a good question. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> there might be homoerotic subtext in the Maestro and door TikTok universe. All I'm right. sorry to exclude. <laughs> But that's that's truly it. It's just like sometimes in TikTok comments, everyone starts saying the same thing for reasons that none of us will ever really understand. And it becomes like a little bit annoying. But also you're like, well, it's not really harming anybody, I guess. Right. Right. That's this. Okay. Which kind of brings us to our last question from Leanna, who shared a tweet that reads... My daughter informs me that over the past two days, kids on TikTok have made a completely player-generated, decentralized game where people buy things with doubloons. Liana then asked, Hello! This popped up in my feed, and I hadn't heard anything about it since I'm an elder millennial who sees TikToks on Instagram. Is this true? Do you know anyone who's playing? Are doubloons a new cryptocurrency? I'm very intrigued by this. Thank you. Nadir, are you into crypto?
2: I mean, absolutely not. But I am into those chocolate gold coins that I like to call yes. doubloons, and I'm they are doubloons. also I'm also into SpongeBob, which is very doubloon core chic. It is.
1: It is that the thing is, SpongeBob has been in my head since I started researching this, and I didn't know why, but that's why. That's wow. why. That's why I bring you on the show.
0: <laughs> yes, well, all of
1: my
2: SpongeBob <laughs> knowledge is it's vast.
1: I mean, look, they're selling chocolate, okay? (laughs) Chocolate? Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs)
2: Tell me about doubloons.
1: Okay, yeah, so we're going to dive into a new imaginary currency just like crypto. No one say anything about how it's real. (laughs) So just like crypto, basically the only rule of doubloons is that you have to pretend that it's real. It's once again a collective delusion. So according to internet lore, written in the great tome, Known as Know Your Meme. Doubloons began, like all good memes do, with a cat. <laughs> so, Know Your Meme traces the possible origin points back to 2021 when a cat meme account on Instagram by the handle of cats.jpg posted a photo of a cat's paw with like the toes spread out and the caption reads, Four doubloons,
2: like one for every toe. Right. Okay. You know, cat memes are dangerous. I liked one on Twitter, and now my entire feed is just... Yes. It's just cat memes. I send one cat TikTok to my roommate, and suddenly all
1: I get are cat TikToks, and I watch every single one. Every single one.
2: Terrifying. Well, at least (laughs) this one started popping off on TikTok around November. Here's a video from at Dobloons Talk.
0: Hello, traveler. You have a long journey ahead of you, yes. Take three free dabloons for your troubles. Safe travels, friend. We'll meet again.
1: So basically, it seems like the game is that you wait until this video or another video like this one comes across your FYP. I'm 95% sure that it's cheating to go searching for doubloons content to up your doubloons counter. But also... Importantly, I'm almost 27 and rapidly aging out of relevancy, so apologies if I don't exactly get the nuances of this. But here's another video of a doubloons video.
0: Traveler, thank God I found you. Have you heard? Well, then I better tell you there has been a gang, and they are going all over town, stealing everyone's doubloons. It's truly tragic, but let's not waste time here. Come, to my shop we must go. Thank god nothing happened. Say, while we're here, want to look around? And since it's your first time in the shops, take this. Well, you best be on your way now. See you soon, traveler.
1: I've noticed they also all tend to begin with the hello traveler thing, which is giving me like Dungeons and Dragons. It's giving Yeah, like, I was about to say you know, this War, is this Warcraft.
2: is definitely very like D&D inspired. So basically, you collect balloons as you go through your usual scrolling activity. Anyone can make a video that gifts balloons, or you can also buy things with doubloons you know like a bowl of stew or a satchel or whatever and there are videos where someone could steal all of your doubloons so you have to start all over you can buy items like a guard dog so your doubloons won't get stolen it's a whole economy basically predicated on just the honor system and it's up to you to keep track of how many doubloons you have and what items you've bought with them so like i could
1: theoretically just say that i have a thousand doubloons right now and no one could say anything about it
2: you could, but that kind of ruins the fun, right? And also, that kind of did happen in that people made videos gifting thousands of doubloons and it apparently caused inflation in the doubloons economy.
1: Not inflation hitting the doubloons economy. I mean, God, speaking of inflation, I spent $17 on a bag of grapes the other day. I That might have just been the store I was in in New York. Or inflation or both. But I I rang up at the
2: counter and I started crying a little bit. Listen, I'm sure it was both because it's really rough out here. (laughs) It's so bad. But you know what else makes me want to cry in public? This new TikTok voice changer, AI, voice reader, voice. Mm -hmm. It's creepy. I want the Siri sounding girl back. Please bring her back. (laughs) Anyway, back. back to doubloons. The hashtag on TikTok currently has one billion views and everyone's getting in on it, including the Toys R Us Canada account and also Ikea and also the Sacramento History Museum. I have another theory, which is that now that the brands are in on it,
1: that the doubloon economy will properly crash. Like we're, we're in for doubloon De depression.
2: I mean, it must be coming. But you know what else this reminds me of? What? The game. Fuck you, Nadira! <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it.
1: All right, that is the show. We'll be back in your feed on Saturday. Please subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode or, you know, a dissertation on the female gaze. Please leave a rating and review on Apple or Spotify and tell your friends about us. Tell your doubloon hoarders about us. You can follow us on Twitter at ICYM underscore pod, which is also we can DM us your questions like, why is... Everyone mad about chili. And you can always drop us a note at icymi and slate.com.
2: ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader and Rachel Hampton. Daisy Rosario is our senior supervising producer, and Alicia Montgomery is Slate's VP of Audio. See you online. Or in a gender studies class doubloon that's how I imagine the word should be said
1: (laughs) doubloon no there's a lot of O's okay
0: sorry Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky? in line at the deli I guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do I have to say? yes you do